everybody, and welcome to episode number 56 of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. My name is Ryan Miller, and sitting beside me, as always, is my wife, Lauren. Hello. We're one half of the Double Doubles. Joining us virtually, as always, we have Ryan and Lauren in London, Ontario. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Um, okay, so we've got a fun ish topic to talk about today and it's pretty relevant it's always fun it's It's always fun fun. we have i think this has been the topic that we've like uh tangented uh the most (laughs) like we've we've digressed from so many other podcasts talking about the speculation about this so we're gonna do it again because it's fun uh we're gonna talk about fast pass and what that looks like at walt disney world uh moving forward um but there's a couple of things a couple of disney news items that i wanted to just bring up um because i think they're important to to kind of talk about um the first one is extended evening hours for deluxe resort guests and so that's pretty much extra magic hours in the evening it's special extra magic hours in the evening probably like we figure one park per day only for deluxe resort guests and villa guests. Yeah, we don't really know how we don't know how often for sure, and we don't know how many hours. Correct? No That's one, correct. Right. Yeah, but it's starting around in October. October. Yeah, and like I'm really torn on this because it feels like a a perk that they are now reserving for their like extra paid guests. Uh, the guests who are willing to pay more to stay at a deluxe resort. Um, and I get it. Um, you know, I know when extra magic hours in their old iteration were in full swing, like everybody on the whole Walt Disney World Resort <laughs> wanted to go to that park on that particular day. Well, and so you almost like wanted yeah. to avoid it. Well, and so. we did. And we would recommend, we used to recommend to people like, don't uh if if you're not going to use those magic hours like don't, don't go, go. and because you really do see an inflation of of guests so i think like seeing the extra magic hours when they i think in the, what the last couple of years they opened up to even like disney springs area hotels um so you just had like more people going and using them and like Remember, we were talking about this. Remember when we went years ago and like Magic Kingdom was open till like two yeah. with the extra magic hours. So it was magical. We had like longer park hours, less people. Yes. Um, so it's just like, I think they were just getting like, they were so busy. I don't, I don't know yeah. that you really saw a perk of like, so- Lauren, did you guys use like the late night extra magic hours ever? I know I'm having a really hard time remembering. Yeah, so I, maybe not like, too all, much. All, all I can remember is um, morning. Yeah, like I love the, use the morning. I love hours. the morning. Um, yeah, they really cut back it, on the evening ones for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's when I like as, when you're saying two a.m. I'm like, God, when was that? No, it was like I mean that was like our first trip together, so it might have been like around ten years ago or so. Yeah. And and it seems like yeah, like I barely remember it, but basically the park like Magic Kingdom was open till about eleven or twelve, uh, for regular guests, and then um, extra magic hours yeah. till like one or two. It yeah, was, it was crazy. It was great. I remember like I could barely. I think I fell asleep standing in line for Space Mountain. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. Just what for a, a time, second. What a time to be alive. Because <laughs> uh, I have a hard time and I'm really tired. I, but I went on and it was invigorating. Yeah. Um, but 
I think like, I think it's just hard when you give a perk, you you're, you've taken a perk away from a large group of people and allowed a smaller group of people to keep it. Like, I think it would be a little bit easier if it was like, um, a, a perk, a new perk to Disney, like yeah. something that we hadn't really seen before. Uh, I don't but know what that would be. Like but. Disney's rationalization is that they are giving, they are bringing extra magic hours back. It's every park, every day resort guests can get in 30 minutes before the park opens. Yeah, that's Is nothing. that really anything? No, but... Um, I mean, I guess we'll find out eventually. But. Yeah, but like, so, so logically, like that's their perk. And this is something new, even though it's really just evening extra magic hours reserved for only deluxe guests. I think that even not using extra magic hours, you can still get a lot done and have a good time. For sure. Yeah. But, you know, if it would, it, it may encourage people to bump up if you would were thinking it? moderate. Man. Like, it's a big jump. Yeah. But, you know, surely it's going to be something for somebody. I'll be interested to see how long the hours are. Yeah. Um, like what, one hour doesn't move the needle. Nope. The other thing I would say though, is this actually might work in the value and moderate guest um, favor because mm. all those deluxe clients are going to look and there was that old uh, you know adage where we don't want to go where extra magic hours are because everybody goes there. Yeah. And so you avoided it. Well, if you're only now you're limiting two groups of resorts, you know, it might make a lot of deluxe guests think that that's the best choice, which therefore, if you had all of the deluxe resort guests go to one park at one time, you would definitely see a spike. Yeah. That's a lot of rooms. That's a lot of guests. So I do wonder if, if that perk won't end up being as much of a perk as, as, you know, as how it looks. The other thing I would say though is, this to me just reeks of a business decision, right? Like yeah. this is like offering free, you know, this is like, you know, a Subway sandwich used to cost $3 and all of a sudden it costs $9, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it, it's the idea that, you know, like everything else, right. Disney's figuring out ways that they can, you know, get more, you know, they're, they're rewarding higher cost rooms yeah. so that more people will go into those rooms. Uh, you know, it's disappointing because we're used to those perks. And certainly as somebody who stays in value and moderate, it's a perk that I used to love you know, I'm not going to bump up because I don't see the value in it. Yeah. And I don't, you know, and, and this one, I would say this one, I, I'm not as unhappy about with Disney's uh, plan as I am with say magical express being discontinued. Oh, me to too. me, this, to me, this, to me, this seems like, well, this is a business plan. Universal, you know, uh, tells, gives their premium resort guests, you know, the, the equivalent yeah. of a deluxe resort, they get, you know, uh, all access or extra, you know, they get to go jump to the front of the line of uh, resorts or rides. Sorry. So to me, this is just them kind of keeping up and, and maybe we'll see this turn into a, a fast pass uh, discussion where deluxe resort guests get one or two extra something you know, park passes. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I mean, it, you know, it's been a while since we talked about it, but remember club level guests used to be able to book, Oh, you know, right. an extra three fast passes and they paid for it. And that was a yeah. big deal then. And it does make you wonder if some type of thing will, will, will come back for deluxe guests where they can pay to play kind of thing. Yeah. But as I said, as sad as I am that this is happening, this one doesn't bug me nearly as much as, as some oh. of the other ones. For sure. Yeah. There's a lot of them though, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> I do think, like, I kind of agree. Like I wonder, 
I don't think we're going to see like three hours extra. No. Like that's, it's a, that's a not, lot of. Not at each park every no. night or like at a different park every night. So, that's too yeah, much. Yeah, it'll be, be interesting. Um, and I do know, I don't know if we mentioned it's deluxe resorts and villas, which yeah. means it's DVC resorts as well. So, yeah. um, anyway, next yeah. piece of news. Oh yeah. This was just like a, a nice little, uh, nod. Um, you know, we just came out of pride month, um, for, for June, and um it's and, also indigenous history month and indigenous history month uh, uh it, disney brought back happily ever after um the fireworks mm. the fireworks and shows at uh i think with the exception of phantasmic at the moment right um have come back to to the parks we'll see if they stick around um because florida's kind of fluctuating at the moment i don't but, think florida uh, will take anything away I saw, I just saw Universal added um, masks indoors oh, really? again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. So yeah, so we'll we'll see what that looks like. But um, but this was a change to Happily Ever After, and it was just a really small one that um, that would largely go unnoticed, but I think is very important for um, for what it was. And that is at the start of Happily Ever After, you used to hear an announcement that said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dreamers of all ages, um, and then yada, yada, yada. Well, now uh, Disney has changed it. Um, so the introduction to Happily Ever After just says, good evening, dreamers of all ages. And I think that's a much more inclusive statement. Um, and I'm just really glad to see, you know, Disney's been a really big... Um, I'll say supporter of the LGBTQ community. Um, and, um, and I think Disney tries to make itself a, a safe space for everybody. Um, and this is a, a nice well, little I way that it happens. I noticed, like I would say this last June, I noticed especially on like uh, social media, just like more and more people coming out using non-binary pronouns. Yep. And I think that's just going to keep happening. So yeah, I think it's really nice that um, that that they're changing that to just be like, yeah, and they're all they, we all are dreamers. Yeah, so it's, it's just a it's more a really inclusive nice... statement. Um, it's just for everybody, and and yeah, that's my piece of uh, feel good news for mm-hmm. for Disney then. Um, but let's get on to the topic of the evening um, <laughs> because because it could be a a downer. Um, we hope it's. We hope it's not, but you know, we're, I am, we'll put the big asterisk, uh, our big disclaimer right now. A lot of what we're going to say is pure speculation at this point, And we're just waiting to see what happens, but we're, but we're sort of seeing trends come out. Um, obviously when the pandemic hit and fast passes were put on hold, um, you got the impression that fast passes as a whole, were going to change. And, and it seems like that's more and more going to be the case, um, because you can't really imagine it going back to the way it was. It was like an inherently flawed system just based on, um, where it got. I don't think it started that way. I think originally it was really great. Um, but as capacity increased, it became a much more difficult, beast to kind of deal with and so well also just very stressful right yeah. like you have this date of like if you really if you want to ride these particular rides like seven dwarfs mine train 
um, flight, of passage. flight of passage. Like there's so much pressure at what, like six o'clock in the morning <laughs> on that, like 60 days or 30 days before your trip to like try and wrestle with the the Disney website yeah. and hope that everything's going to go well. Because otherwise you were going to face a 300 minute wait. Oh, yeah. Especially for Flight of Passage and when uh, that's early your, on. Or when like that's, an, a, a three hour wait, I guess. And I, when that is your became... only, if this is maybe your only trip, you know, or your even your trip a year, or like whatever, but you have so much riding on um, getting some of those fast passes. So, yeah. But there had been rumblings, like people have been saying for years that they think that fast pass at Walt Disney World is going to change. They yeah. want Max Pass, which is what is used in Disneyland to come to Disney World. And in past episodes, we've definitely touched on that and and talked about why it might be good or why it might not be. So yeah, let's I mean, let's talk about the the writing on the wall that we're sort of seeing, um, because it did start with Max, Max Pass at Disneyland. And in in a lot of ways, Max Pass at Disneyland is a really great service it's not something that you necessarily have to have every single day you can choose when when you want to use it it is expensive um did you guys use it on your trip yes but when we used it it was only twenty dollars right per person and it's per day it is it is so so it's twenty dollars now no yeah it's it's, it's, no no i I think it went up to 25 well like it's on disney's website which i know then it started oh i think we talked about it going up maybe it didn't actually yeah ours was not ours was getting ten dollars i was gonna say it started at 10 and then i think it went to 15 and then it went to 20 i think so right so it has increased basically 10 dollars per person per day. So for a family of four, obviously it's forty dollars. That seemed worth it. Oh yeah. And for, we our, actually, for our trip for three days, it seemed absolutely yes. worth it. And we we originally said, oh, we're just gonna do it one day, and then it was like, no, it's it was worth it. Like yeah. in the moment when yeah. we were there. But that's the cool thing about it is that it is more in the moment. Yeah, you can. You choose. can decide in the moment to add it. You can decide in the moment to to grab a ride somewhere, and and you can get on so it. Tell but us, that's the other thing about California. Tell us how it works. You. Can, so you had to purchase it once you were in the park. So you couldn't purchase it from your hotel room. Right. You couldn't use, um, you couldn't access any of the, the ride uh, reservation system. But yeah, basically once you were at the park gate, you could uh, add it to your tickets online on the app, uh, the Disneyland app. And then basically you could see the map of uh, the two parks um, and you could see which rides you could book. And basically it was like the old fast pass system where basically you could see Okay, these are the part. These are the ones that are available, and here's the time that's mm. left, kind of thing, right? So you could see, okay, this one's available from one ten to two ten, two ten to three ten, three ten to four ten, whatever, you know. And then you'd be like, cool, I want to pick for you know one ten or whatever. And generally, I would say we did pretty good in getting everything that we wanted to be on. Yeah. But we were running back and forth between parts. Right. right. And that's okay there yes. because you can do it. Now you still have to go through security. It still delays things, so it's not ideal, but. It, it meant that we could get on the rides we wanted to get on. But with Disney World, that's not really the same at all. Like, we're talking much smaller parks yes. in California. Also, so I think you s- that was one downside. You yeah. still have the option for a non-paid Fast Pass in Disneyland, right? Like, you could Correct. still get, if they you didn't want to. They have paper Fast Passes. You, I mean, yes. it, it meant that you would have to, like... You physically meant, yes, went to the land to get the, to fast, get the fast Pass for that And then you'd have to go back right. again, which you know max pass meant that you didn't so i think max pass right, seemed and, to be uh received like super well people really liked and it. you also got the photo oh, yeah. pass yeah. as well with max yeah. pass, which, which is i a big will benefit. say it's a especially 
when you're the one that's always taking pictures, I'm sure I've said this before, but I will just reiterate people that when your spouse doesn't take pictures of you and then you end up never in the photos, right, yeah. the family photo. Also, right? it's an indictment. Also, clarify. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's you weren't even on vacation. Deal. You didn't even go. Right. Yeah. You were, it never happened. Yeah. You weren't I, there. I would like to reiterate quick though. I'm not taking photos of other people. No, he's not doing anything. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm not. It's not like I'm like, oh, hey, I'm pretending I'm with this family. They're cooler. No, no, I'm not taking photos of anybody. Okay. So that's just. But a nice way to get some nice. Yeah, family and the ride photos. photos, even though, I, and see, this is one thing I would say from our days with uh, Cannes Wonderland, um, CanCon, oh, yeah. Yeah. is the, I hate ride photos. I think they're they're usually useless. I think that anytime I've seen a family with a ride photo on their fridge, I'm like, oh, wow, like I would never do that. <laughs> but, but if it's included in the price, it's kind of fun yeah. that you have it, right? And, and there maybe, is some ride, like, yeah, some ride videos and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Neat. So yeah. I would recommend that. I think that made it a more valuable and, yeah, and I think that if you were going to Disneyland and or if you've been more than once, then you probably don't do max value. You might do it for the one trip kind of thing. Um, but I know for us, it was really important that we got on Radiator Springs. It was really important that we got on Guardians of the Galaxy Breakout. Yeah. Um, those were rides that it was worth me paying for because truthfully, the paper fast fast it just it goes so quickly yeah so you know and of course we're going back to the whole you know business proposition that disney makes disney's definitely making it easier to use the app than they are oh, yeah. the, the paper fast passes so sure. um i i definitely think that it's valuable i'm not sure i would do it all the time i'm glad we did it for our first trip yeah i would also add the one downside is he was on his phone the entire oh yeah <laughs> yeah and, you're always and that's another the next one always trying right. to get another and one. i would yeah. the other thing i would also say is and i'm sure we've talked about this as well disneyland's wi-fi is garbage compared to disney worlds it's just um they can't keep up it's a whole different i'm sure with the city being so uh, close around the proximity of the park right. it's, it's tougher for them to get stronger signals but um, so that is like I had cast members tell me bring a battery when you're yeah. going to Disneyland because your phone is constantly searching for signal and it will die quicker than yeah well, uh, <laughs> on that note. Anyways, so yeah, so back to yeah. the next topic. Well, so, well, and so when we were there, I would have said like, oh yeah, no, I think we should do this in Walt Disney World. Like, I think this is better. And like you said earlier, Lauren, like the fast pass gives you this sense of urgency and panic yeah. that is not necessary. We don't, you know, it's supposed to be vacation. Yes. Like, and then you've, you know, you've spent 6 a.m., 60 days in advance. You feel like you're wedded to that yes. fast pass and it has to be perfect. And then you miss it and you're so mad at yourself, but that's not vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I like the idea of changing the system. But to now make it twenty or twenty five dollars a day per person—that's a lot. Wow. Well, and see, my my thing is like, okay, I can maybe buy something like that for a day at Magic Kingdom, but mm-hmm. Epcot, like, yeah. or anyway, I yeah. just don't. I don't think them. that, like you were saying, like and, not all the parks have as many rides. Yeah, and yeah. I don't. I don't want them for. Finding Nemo the musical, <laughs> like you, anyway. Yeah. So, so let's so let's talk about the reason why we're bringing this up now is that recently at Disneyland Paris, uh, Disney has introduced um, the Disney Premier Access, um, which is like a different kind of Fast Pass um, where you once you are uh, in the park, you can pay for a fast pass 
for individual attractions. Um, and it's a, it's a different cost per attraction and that cost will fluctuate depending on the day or, uh, or the time of year. Um, but according to Disneyland Paris, um, that cost will be somewhere between eight and 15 euros, which, which Canadian is 12 to $22. Or I mean, for our, for our American friends, uh, about nine fifty to eighteen dollars, um, but that's per guest right. and attraction. So, wow. so the idea is that there are certain attractions that you can, when you enter the park, you can see what's available um, and book a, a a fast pass, essentially. Um, but it will cost you money and you can um, the limits are pretty lax. Um, you can book up to 12 people at a time um, for an attraction and you can use it three times per attraction per guest per day. So huh. there's not really it's I know there's a limit to how many f- like fast passes they actually have available. Um, uh, but you would have to pay each time you wanted t- to get like. Sort of front of the line access to that attraction. Wait, but can you ride three times, did you say? No, so you can just, you can pay for it three times in a day. Oh, I see. Like per per attraction per day. Okay. There's like, I mean, if you wanted to dump a ton of money, you could ride, like you could pay for this fast pass at each one of the available attractions three times oh at first i thought it was like you can for the like ride three times for the price of one no i was like that would that's a little better but yeah no No, they're gonna let you pay three times yeah to ride it three times (laughs) so so i i mean the the european model has always been different um because when they tried to model disneyland paris after what they thought like americans would want it didn't go so well euro disney did not uh had some dark days that way um but disneyland paris has uh you know is is caters to to the european market and uh and their model there i don't know how widely popular this is going to be um but the idea of paying for a pass fast pass per attraction per person um is almost like is this something that's going to come to walt disney world in some iteration because as lauren mentioned um like with the idea of having a paid fast pass or a paid uh front of the line access that's like universally the same price doesn't make sense at walt disney world because magic kingdom has 40 attractions epcot has like less than a dozen and uh an animal kingdom has six like there are um it, it doesn't make sense to charge let's say a hundred dollars per day um to just get free like unlimited fast passes for each park when some parks have significantly more attractions than other parks yeah and what if you have a park hopper yeah like how does it work <laughs> if you like is it like okay i'm gonna spend I'm going to buy it for the day and then I'm going to park hop and use it at all the parks. Like I could see Walt Disney World going with a per attraction uh, option yeah. for it, that reason. 
And and what would that look like? So would you pay for a fast pass for a specific attraction? And like and like what would that cost be that would make it um appealing to you? For Rise of the Resistance, of course I would. I was gonna say <laughs> honestly. Right, like that's that would yeah. be the highly sought after one. Yeah, that would be the and, and so I do wonder, I wonder, and this is where it gets back to what we talked about with the beginning where the club level used to get three extra fast passes. Could it be something where Value resorts get the opportunity to buy three fast passes a day. Mm. Moderates get an opportunity to buy four or right, five. Yeah. And, you know, Deluxe gets an opportunity to buy nine, let's say. Because I think you're right. I don't think this model works for, as in like buying the day kind of thing. Yeah. I think it works where it's on your phone and, you know, your phone, you look at the ride and you're like, yep, yeah, I'll buy a fast pass for that one. And, yeah. I, and it goes to my card and I've already got it synced. Um, again, I... To me, I think the model also is flawed in the fact that Disneyland doesn't attract the same guest that Disney right. World attracts. Right. right? Disney World attracts a lot of the guests who go to Disney World have went multiple times before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So they're okay to bypass that because they're like, well, whatever, we'll go and do something else. Like they don't need to do it every time they go mm-hmm. on the trip. Some will totally do it every time. A lot, I think, would be fine to just do it as one-offs. Disneyland Paris, you're there. You're probably not getting back, or for the majority, you're not. So you're going to want to you know, experience it all. I don't know if Disney World has that same kind of feel, but I do wonder if this is a pay-to-play. Or I wonder if only certain, like, maybe it's like they group, like there's certain uh, attractions that are not included in, like, your typical Which Fast Pass. Be, so you have to I would kind of like to see that, actually. I think that would be good, because then maybe it would actually show you what the queue should be yeah. like we've talked a lot about the fact <laughs> oh, that yeah. the fast passes seem to skew it's, the queue well, and, and, and they're longer than they should be it yeah. slows standby down like everybody has said yeah. going during yeah. sort of the covid pandemic and we saw this when smugglers run opened and there was no fast pass yeah um That's like right. you have a line then that is constantly moving um and and, it, and they're not better... having to stop for to to let a bunch of people with fast passes on yeah and so it's moving and it's it's shorter yeah it more accurately it, reflects the number of people who are currently time. in line so i wonder like yeah. if it's expensive you might have less fast passes out there if people I hope like so. well and and that might discourage people from riding the same ride four times in a day. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> well, know? or or do you do you have a premium? Like, is there? And we think Ryan and I talked about this off air last week. You know, does it go back to Disneyland old ways where you've got different tiers of oh, yeah. rides? Yeah. And so, therefore, could you have different tiered pricing for fast buses? Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Right, like ten dollars a person for Rise of the Resistance and three dollars a person for Dumbo. I want to well, know. I'm just thinking like like based on Disneyland Paris prices, like uh, would you, would you pay $22 um, or let's say $20 American to go on like one of the big e-ticket attractions just to, just to get there faster. I, I would think that would, that price would make you think twice about it um, because as much as everyone wants to ride rise of the resistance, a family of four dropping eighty dollars just to ride one ride once Oof. is like is scary. <laughs> and, well, and, and sure, then... if it if it was Dumbo, um, where it's maybe closer to three dollars, um, you know, twelve dollars isn't too bad to to skip the line, depending on how long that line is. 
I just hope whatever happens, because I really think it is inevitable that we will get a paid, we'll see a paid option of some kind. I just hope that maybe it will work in the standby line favor, in in that favor, and and move faster. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think what would I... Like, I feel like it'd be like, okay, I don't know if we're going to ride this otherwise. So let's, let's pay some money. I, but again, like how much? I, th- I think the thing that uh, is really interesting to me from like the business side of things is how easy it is when it's, when it's in the app oh, and you're yeah. standing in front of the ride. Oh, imagine if you be... just tap your phone well, and it charges you. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm not there's such a that, separation. But, but anybody who uh, relates with, like, an impulse buyer, if you were standing in front of a three-hour wait for Flight of Passage, you would your go... Your kids are crying. Yeah, <laughs> with the kids who, who say, you're I, hot. I really wanted to ride this. This is the one thing I wanted to do. You would stand there Absolutely. and and suddenly you that twenty dollars that yeah. twenty dollars per person wouldn't look as bad. You'd be like, okay, totally. You know, let's just do it. Um, yeah. and and then be done with it and, and not think about it anymore. You come or, home and you've spent double what you yeah. budgeted, right? It's, it's like the cruises where everything's right? kind of well, hidden in yeah. there. So so hear this idea. What if um, just like dining credits, you got fast pass credits, yes. and each resort gave you. Fast pass credits based on the tier level of the resort you were in, but then you could upgrade and pay for more. So mm. you're, you know, and so again, just like you know, monetizing um, uh, video games in which you know yes. credits are worth something yet they're not really. Um, you know, now Disney does that by giving you these fast pass credits, and then you get in line and you're like, well, I want to pay for the more, and then Disney says, well, of course you can pay to get more, yeah. and then you, you know, it's also separate. that's also a little bit more straightforward. Right. Like, I think that, yeah, I think that they I hope that they avoid making things more complicated for people, yeah. Yeah. especially well, if this and, is like your first visit. And there's a lot of people that I've run into um, that thought that fast passes weren't included anyways. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's actually to a certain extent, it does make you wonder if the messaging, how, how much they'd actually have to change the messaging to, to sway mm. some people into this thinking, because there are people who still think fast passes are an extra cost. Yeah. yeah. I think the one thing that really is kind of gets upsetting is just this moral dilemma of, you know, at at what cost, you know, like who are we excluding? And I guess it's a a rich thing to say, but you know, it just piles on parking and you know, all these things just make it almost an impossible vacation for a lot of families now. Yeah. Which is, which is sad because it's like, it's such a great, obviously we have a podcast about it but it's just like (laughs) it's such a good vacation experience you know and yeah and it seems silly in a way that you're just like that pricing so many people out of that experience well and it just seems like one more thing that you seriously have to consider you know does this make or break the the trip are we are we okay with not getting uh, fast pass or not getting on certain attractions because either the wait is too long or we don't have the money to to pay for that front of the line access. Um, regardless, there's a lot to consider in terms of how um, how Disney is going to roll this out because we are pure speculation here. Um, we don't know what Walt Disney World fast passes or whatever they call it is going to look like. 
but we assume that there's going to be some price involved. And uh, I would I would assume that it's going to happen before October 1st. You, you think so? Yes. Yeah, I do. I'm I'm thinking that, you know, they have enough of a headache trying to deal with the I massive crowds, but I guess... Where are they going to put everybody? Yeah. I don't think that they have... I don't think they'll have the space in standby lines. Like... Well, and, and I think that they're going to try to get... I think they're going to try to get Disney to look as quote-unquote normal pre-pandemic yeah. as possible for October 1st. So I bet you Fast Passes will come back. Dining Plans, obviously, they've already mentioned as well, that is mm. some iteration of it's coming back. Um, but I agree with you, Lauren. I mean, all the, the new resorts that we just put on Facebook yeah. that are coming back, um, I think that you're right. I think that they're going to want this up to speed. And it's busy. Maybe it will be busy. By... Like, yeah, it's so, busy now. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think they'll need they'll need something like that. And I know that there are people who are like, I'm not going till fast passes come back. <laughs> like there like there are people that put yeah. so much weight on fast passes and and you know that they like uh you know the the system of like getting getting fast passes and how to get lots of fast passes. Like I don't I think that those systems are probably not going to work anymore, but I know that some people just um relied very heavily on on the fast passes so yeah. i think i think that they'll want to bring them back bring something back and i and, will say i don't think it it's from the i don't think it will affect like das at all no or um no and like rider swap like that's although they did make a, a change to rider swap um, uh, kind of yeah just a small little loophole that they were well i guess it's not really a loophole um, but it used to be that in your first group, uh, the first group would go and and wait in the standby line. And then the second group, uh, the second adult could bring two other people with them and they've uh, lowered that to one one person. So if you're I a family, if you're a family of five and only one person can't ride, uh, it, it means that the second parent who gets to ride um, can only bring one child the second time so it's uh so yeah. you have to ride alone pick the one you like the most yeah a <laughs> <laughs> lot of a lot of fights that disney's starting in uh in those families that way um i mean it's hard to it's hard to get further into the weeds here um talking about fast passes because we don't know what it's going to look like. And obviously when Disney does make an announcement, we're going to have a plethora of opinions to share on, on how we think it's, it's looking. We're just sort of seeing the trend of obviously there's a form of paid fast pass at Disneyland in California. Now there's a form of paid fast pass in Disneyland Paris. Um, it's, it doesn't take, um, you know, it doesn't take a Wall Street expert to uh, to see that, you know, Walt Disney World in Florida is heading in that direction and there is going to be some sort of paid extra um, that that. Yeah, that's especially coming. because it is something that people will pay for. Yeah, not everybody, but, but yeah. enough people that it makes financial sense. And if there are less people paying for it, um, but uh but it helps the standby line um it's a win-win for disney because they want the standby lines to go down um i think it was only a couple of years ago that we heard bob Iger talk about how 
you know, it's not in Disney's best interest to have super long standby lines, even though it makes it look like they're very popular. Um, having a shorter standby line is actually better for business for them. So uh, amending the, the fast pass system um, to, to reflect that is going to be, uh, I think it, it will have to have an impact on the standby line and keep those, those numbers down. But the trade-off is going to be uh, a big jump in price there. Yeah. And I mean, you know, kind of bring it back from the beginning, you know, to talk about the dreamers, this, this podcast is not meant to, to scare anybody or make anybody <laughs> sad or melancholy about the future of the parks. I mean, it, it's really just the idea that, you know, we don't have all the answers and we don't have all the info. The hope is, is this, this makes the experience um, better uh, and our hope that it makes it better for everyone. And uh, without knowing all the details, we certainly cannot say if that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, our speculation is that uh, it's going to definitely um, cost some money, but we'll wait and see. Absolutely. So that's probably a good place to leave it there um, and our speculation for probably the 12th time uh, talking about fast passes and the future of fast pass at, uh, at Walt Disney world. Um, we'd be very interested to, to hear from you. Um, obviously this is a touchy subject. So uh, if you head over to our Facebook page or Instagram page, find the post for, for this particular episode. Um, and in the comments, let us know, would you pay for a fast pass? um to to get onto an attraction and what is the amount that you'd be willing to pay is it like i wouldn't spend more than five dollars um or or are you willing to spend twenty dollars if it means that you get on rise of the resistance without having to get the virtual boarding pass um we'd be really interested to hear everybody's opinions on that so so yeah head on over there um if you uh, if you like the podcast, we encourage you to subscribe in whatever form that you listen to us, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, subscribe and um, and it certainly helps us out. Um, but that's it for this week. Uh, we want to thank you so much for listening. And on behalf of myself, Ryan and Lauren and Ryan and Lauren, we are the Double Doubles. You've been listening to Dole Whips and Double Doubles. Thanks so much for listening. And we look forward to you joining us again next time. Mm-hmm.